from Wall Street to the White House. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow, and it gives me great pleasure to bring on the show Congresswoman Nancy Mace from the great state of South Carolina. Ms. Mace is a member of the Oversight Committee investigating all of the Joe and Hunter Biden uh, criminality issues. Uh, First of all, Nancy Mace, thank you very much for this. We appreciate it. Larry, thank you for having me on, as always. Appreciate what you do as well to advocate for the truth. Well, thanks. You know, I've been watching you on Fox, and you're a star, and so we're so happy <laughs> to have you. Let let me just begin with Hunter Biden's sweetheart deal, because I think yeah. that the Justice Department and the FBI thought this would be a kind of close-down did. But it turns out, after the hearings, uh, your oversight committee hearings and Jason Smith's Ways and Means committee hearings with the whistleblowers, that it's a Pandora's box reopening. Absolutely. And when the American people find out the truth, they're going to really feel and see how obscene the behavior is of the executive branch of the DOJ, of the FBI, covering up for Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, all while they cheer on trying to send Donald Trump to prison for life where he can die there. Uh, the hypocrisy in this thing, the corruption at all levels of government. And every time we find evidence, they find a reason to indict Donald Trump. And that's what I'm just scratching my head here. There's so much evidence out there. What the heck has the DOJ and the FBI been doing all these years? Obstructing. Obstructing. Yeah, 100%. I mean, um, their behavior during the Russian collusion stuff was pretty bad, but nothing seems to have changed, Nancy. I mean, there's, they're at it again. They're trying to stop all the oversight work, and your committee, you know, forced them to reveal these 1023 reports. But I don't know. I mean, I had Jim Comer on the show, on the TV show Wednesday, so everything, unclassified documents were redacted anyway. I mean, they're still at it. Yes, they're still stonewalling, and we have to threaten holding them in contempt in order to get the documents. And even when we do, as you said, when when Jamie Comer, Congressman Comer, the chairman of oversight, saw the next 1023 document from the FBI unclassified, more than half of the document was redacted. And you couldn't make sense of it because of all the redactions. And even when we saw the first 1023 form, so much information was redacted, we didn't get the full story. We didn't find out about the tapes until Senator Grassley came out with that information. And when you look at that, it wasn't just $5 million, it was $10 million. That information is corroborated in emails on the Hunter Biden laptop that we were all called conspiracy theorists with. We then come to find out there was a, an investigation by MTS of MTS Telecom and their oligarchy on record on tape also that are talking about having to pay off the Biden family, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. Now, two days ago, there's a WhatsApp text with Joe Biden and Hunter Biden threatening, uh, you know, folks in China, communist China, if they don't get their money or else. I mean, this is the, the active behavior of mafia, not a president of the United States. And if it's not illegal, it should be. I can't even imagine why this is being hidden from the American people. It's, it's beyond the pale. Yeah, this is racketeering type stuff. This is mafia-like racketeering mm-hmm. type stuff. Um, it's interesting, Nancy Mace, um, after the whistleblowers revealed the WhatsApp message, so the White House mm-hmm. responded yesterday, the Biden... I'm just reading off of Breitbart, but Biden White House changes story from never discussed to not in business with Hunter Biden. Now, 
That may be subtle, but it's also a very major move. And it's it's covering up all the lies. I mean, every time Joe Biden has talked about Hunter Biden or his business dealings, we come to find out that wasn't the case, that his statements were not true, that they've always been false. And we even saw yesterday um, there was a reporter at the White House that asked one of the spokespeople for the White House about the WhatsApp text, and he left the stage. He wouldn't answer the question. I mean, it's a valid question. What the hell is going on here? And the the president's own spokespeople won't address it. I mean, this is going to be, I believe, a major issue, which is why, Larry, it is so important for Republicans to to tell their friends and the neighbors what's going on, because we need to win the White House in 24. We need to keep the majority of the U.S. House, and we need to flip the Senate because we need to get the truth out there about what is happening, the kind of corruption at all levels of government that is happening in this country, and it's wrong. Yes, yes. Can I go back um, the Hunter Biden sweetheart deal? But as it turns out, mm-hmm. I mean, these so-called whistleblowers, so they weren't whistleblowers always. They were senior IRS investigators, right? They were called off the case. investigators, yeah. Right, all right. These are top-flight senior people. And their testimony before Jason Smith's Ways and Means Committee was incredible to me. Uh, so the Justice Department people, as I guess assistant U.S. attorneys, said, you know, you've got a lot of evidence here but we can't go forward with these investigations because of politics. Now, I think, you know, the WhatsApp message is a big thing, but it also turns out that Merrick Garland's Justice Department was interfering every step of the way. And I don't think that should go by the wayside. That's very important because, um, well, just because it's criminal. It is criminal, and he's denying any involvement, but... We on the Oversight Committee need to follow the facts wherever they take us. And regardless of who's in power or who's president, Republican or Democrat, I've been someone who's tried to call the balls and strikes Mm -hmm. every single time, do constitutional things, do the right thing. And, um, you know, the American people can't have faith in government or in our government's institutions with this kind of corruption and this kind of double standard. Just because you're in power, you get to be corrupt. I mean, this is not the American way. It's not the democratic way. I mean, I'm going to just go back to this. An assistant U.S. attorney mm-hmm. uh, told these investigators that there was more than enough probable cause from this WhatsApp communication to search the guest house. Yeah. Right. That's where Hunter Biden was living. And then yep. she said, okay, but it'll never work. We'll never get clearance from it. Now, if we're going to look at the Justice Department and Merrick Garland's role, I mean, it seems to me this kind of evidence is absolutely crucial. There is a double standard. There's a triple standard. I mean, it's just pure politics. It is the politicalization. It is the weaponization of the DOJ. Right. I mean, this is the DOJ and the FBI that says, hey, we're going to raid a former president's home over documents we know he has. We've seen the boxes, been in the rooms, and yet won't go and raid you know, Joe Biden's home where there are classified documents, where there is evidence of this kind of corruption happening between Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, and other Biden family members. It's a complete and total double standard. And meanwhile, you know, the Russia collusion hoax that was brought on by the DOJ and FBI, I want to know who in those agencies allowed that to move forward. Who gave them permission to use that, use campaign material paid for by the Clinton campaign? I mean, I just, I am beside myself 
that this is the kind of thing that's happening. And I come later from a very purple district, very independent-minded district, mm. and I'm hearing from independents and centrists all over the place that this is corruption, that it's wrong, and they want it fixed. And we have to have the ability, the subpoena power to go in there and call folks from the DOJ, from the FBI, to Congress, to the Oversight Committee. And if they don't show up, we're going to hold, we've got to hold them in contempt. I mean, that is their only tool in the toolbox right now to get this information because besides Fox News, no one is no one is investigating this. It used to be, Larry, as you know, the media would do all these investigations. The media would bring this corruption forward, and they have they don't they won't do that anymore because the media has been weaponized and politicized. The DOJ has been weaponized. The executive branch has weaponized to be utilized against your political enemies. That is the state of our nation today, and it's scary. Just on that point, um, so <clears throat> the, the the Trump Russian hoax stuff that was. Uh, Whole cloth lies, Hillary Clinton's mm-hmm. campaign, etc., etc., etc. This time around, Nancy Mace is completely different. You're talking about, for example, on oversight. You you all looked at these tre- uh, Treasury's suspicious reports. Now, mm-hmm. that's not campaign stuff. That's from the U.S. Treasury Department. Okay, yes. I mean, yes. and so so this is com- a completely different story. This isn't just speculation. This isn't just campaigning. This isn't just a couple of, uh, you know, criminals in the campaign. This is from the U.S. Treasury Department, suspicious reports. I mean, I, I think right there all the red flags have to go up. And what's so, what's so crazy about that, you know, when we, when we got access to the Treasury, that very day Donald Trump got indicted by Alvin Bragg. And when we got into the Treasury Department to see, we only pulled the suspicious activity reports for two of the Biden's family members. Now, one suspicious activity report in your lifetime would be extremely rare. But between um, Hunter Biden and and Joe Biden's brother, James, there were over 170 suspicious activity reports. Then we come to find out it's not just two Biden family members, it's up to nine grandchildren current wives, ex-wives, you know, not, I mean, it's just so crazy. They weren't registered as foreign agents. There was no, the, the money wasn't seed money unless it was seed money to fund Joe Biden's lifestyle. That's what it was about. And you read the information in there and then you corroborate it with the laptop and the emails and the text messages. And you see this layering going on, which is racketeering, which is RICO, which is money laundering. Uh, there were prostitution rings, like all these crazy things that come to find out. There's been alleged that Hunter Biden's writing those things off on his doctor returns too, maybe. But it's just wild to me. And then the day we get access to our first 1023 form, the redactions that were made um, in order to obfuscate the truth and obfuscate our investigation to stonewall us. You know, Trump obviously gets indicted once again. I don't know what they're going to do when they when we get our hands on the tapes. Like, what? I don't know what's next. Um, Nancy, Nancy there are more Bidens than we ever dreamed possible in these LLCs. I didn't know there were that many. Yeah, <laughs> oh, so many. I mean, and it's not just like 20 LLCs. Like, we now have to, you know, involve, um, you know, foreign countries to be able to get some bank records from foreign countries. There are more SARS reports. I want to go back to the Treasury and compare the, the information we now have from these multiple 1023 forms 
versus what was in the SARS reports versus what's in the bank records. It's complicated stuff, and it's complex, and they meant to do it that way. So, you know, in the FBI documents we saw, they were bragging about, the Ukrainians were bragging about it would take the U.S. government 10 years to find and follow the money. Bragging about how complex this network of LLCs. You got a few more minutes for us? Yes. Uh, You're spectacular. The 17 tapes from the Burisma oligarch, telephone conversations, two of which were with Joe Biden, allegedly, this is the bribery scandal, uh, 15 Mm -hmm. of which were with Hunter Biden. Nobody can find this guy. He's on the lam. I'm sure he's not in the Ukraine, by the way. Nobody in their right mind would be in the Ukraine, unfortunately, right now. Lord knows where mm-hmm. he is in Eastern Europe. Um, somebody said he's at the gambling casino in Montenegro. Anyway, <laughs> what can you? T- <laughs> that was a joke. Good, you have a sense of humor. I knew you would. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, here's the thing. What what is you and the committee, Jamie Comer, and so forth? What are you going to do about this? Um, he was on the show. I guess it was Wednesday night, and he said, "Well, you know, we may go after him uh, overseas." Uh, we can, we will, we may have already started to go after him. I mean, I think those tapes are going to be very important, don't you? They are. And the fact that Senator Grassley knew about them, knew that they were redacted from the documentation that the Oversight Committee received was very helpful, but also speaks volumes about the corruption in our federal agencies trying to hide this information from investigators on oversight from the American people, because it's an unclassified document. Um, We need to get our hands on those tapes. And as I mentioned earlier before the break, there are things that we're going to need to do and get assistance overseas in foreign countries to also verify some of this information, whether it's bank records or tape recordings or um, different deals that were done, et cetera. There is some work, and that takes a little bit of time. And, you know, it's frustrating for us because we want it right now where – you know, we, we want to show the American people what was truly going on because the media won't do the investigation. The DOJ sure as heck won't do it. So we've got to do the work for them. And um, and so we're working very hard. I am grateful for Congressman Comer's leadership and the staff on oversight that are helping to expedite all of the things that we have to do to conduct this investigation. It also costs money to do some of these things as well. And we're moving at the fastest pace that we can um, but obviously it's not fast enough for those of us that want to get to the truth. Well, um, you, do you need the tapes? You, I, I'm assuming you need these tapes uh, for the bribery charge. Well, bank records, I believe, would show would show that as well. So there are more bank records that we have to subpoena. There'll be bank records overseas we're going to want to get our hands on. Mm. Um, and if you we look at and compare the SARS reports with the bank records, with the LLCs, and connect the dots, you can do it without the tapes. But I, in order to, to convince the mainstream media, I think they're going to have to hear it with their own ears, right, mm. and see it with their own eyes, whether it's text messages. I mean, they've, they've seen text messages and emails, and they won't ask Joe Biden the questions, right? They won't do the work. They won't do the lifting that's necessary to get to the truth. But I think we need to pull out all the stops and show as much evidence as we can to convince the American people that this is what was really going on. And evidence is a good thing. It's sunlight. Shining sunlight is the best medicine. Yes, absolutely. The greatest disinfectant. So as the investigation is pursued, uh, does this end up with an impeachment charge? 
Well, I believe, you know, depending on what charges are referred to the DOJ, what the evidence looks like, I, I believe that depending on if this is the most corrupt administration in U.S. history, then I believe you're going to be looking at impeachment charges that are drawn up. But there has to be an investigation. There has to be hearings. It has to come out of committee. There is a constitutional process we have to follow to provide for due process because we've got to be better than the other side. Mm. You know, we don't just impeach mm. on a whim. Um, mm. We have to have evidence. We have to have due process. There has to be a real investigation, real hearings, and the real truth out there. We don't want to obfuscate or lie to the American people, as has been done in the past um, with the other side, with the left. We want to do it the right way. Um, in order to rebuild that trust with the American people. No, I like that very much. I like that whole attitude you just walked through. I like that very much. We have to do it better than the other side. But I just think, you know, my concern, uh, Nancy Mace, my concern is, you know, in Joe Biden world, his DOJ, the court system will never produce justice. Only Congress can produce justice on this. Mm -hmm. And that may be be the case. I may be too hard on it, you know, but just judging from the cover-ups and the terrible behavior of the FBI and the DOJ, I just think that you all in the House are going to have to do it. And we, But to do it, we have to show the evidence. And that is the most important part to it because we don't want to appear political. We don't want to appear that we have tried to politicize the process or weaponize the process because our standard has to be a higher and better standard than the left who will consistently lie. I mean, I was in I was in the chamber a few nights ago when Adam mm. Schiff was censored. Mm. And to say that, that what I saw and heard was obscene would be an understatement. Here is a group of people who are cheering on a guy who lied to the American people about Russian collusion, who mm. who lied and leaked classified intel intelligence from the Intel Committee, who had to be booted off the Intel Committee, who had to be mm. censured for that cheering him on, saying what a great American hero he was, and yet they're trying to put away you know, a former president for having documents he did not leak into prison for the rest of his life. And, and so we have to be better. Our standards have to be better and higher and more in order to, to show that we can be trusted and we can rebuild that trust in our institutions, whether that's Congress, the DOJ, et cetera. And we've got to do it fast, Larry, because we're going to run out of time before we know it. Absolutely. Uh, last minute, Nancy, what happens this coming week? What happens with these 1023 documents? What's the next step for the Oversight Committee? Well, Congress is in recess for the next two weeks. We're back in our districts, but the Oversight Committee and its staff and, and Chairman Comer are working around the clock to get access to more bank records, to get access to more 1023s. Mm-hmm. So far, the second 1023 document has only been viewed by the chairman and maybe the ranking member. The rest of the Oversight Committee members also need to put eyes on it, but also we need an unredacted form. We need yes. to see all the information. So there's more subpoenas that have to go out, more records we have to gather, and connecting the dots. Nancy Mays, thank you ever so much. We are most grateful. We appreciate it. Folks, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to talk some politics with uh, Charlie Hurt of the Washington Times and Matt Schlapp of uh, American Conservative Union. I'm Kudlow. Much more cooking today. We're also going to get to this Russian coup d'etat business. 
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 